0: you're listening to cinema geekly premium premium podcast from premium people thanks for your support today we are canceling the apocalypse It's another episode of Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing Marvel podcast. It's uh, Anthony and Aurora here again, and this week is a big week. Uh, This is, uh, we're just mere days from Avengers Age of Ultron hitting the theaters. Uh, Is this, now your birthday is tomorrow, so everybody send Aurora happy birthday Facebook (laughs) posts or or. Or tweet at her or, or something and, and wish her happy birthday. But is seeing the movie part of your weekend plans? Or it
1: is. I already bought my tickets. Ah,
0: uh, yes, <laughs> I'm right there with you. I I bought my tickets for uh, for the weekend as well. So,
1: mm-hmm. and I plan to see it more than once. Um, wow! So let's see, but it all depends on what happens Friday because mm-hmm. I have a lot of I have high expectations for this movie. So
0: yeah, we. I mean, we already. Uh, uh, we talked about it on the regular podcast, uh, over the course of the weekend. And I mean, Glenn had to plug his ears when we talked about, uh, how it's doing on Rotten Tomatoes right now, because he doesn't want anything influencing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In going into it. Uh, and, uh, it, that being said, it's doing pretty good on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I don't mm-hmm. think it's being, rev- I haven't checked on it. Uh, but when we did the regular podcast, it was doing about as well, uh, or maybe, or maybe, uh. Or maybe a little less than the first movie did, critically. Um, That being said, we had a lot of fun guesstimating what the box office was going to be. Oh my,
1: yeah, it has to be so much. Uh,
0: Because Furious, I think it was Furious 7, is already in the top five of all-time box office worldwide. Mm -hmm. Mm Because it's already cracked a billion dollars and it made the top five. And uh, the first Avengers movie is number three all-time and uh we were talking because we fully expect it to beat the first adventures box office pretty yeah. pretty mightily uh, I think because it, it has already opened overseas as mm-hmm. uh as Ben Knight and a few of our other premium users who are from England have already teased us about they've already mm-hmm. gotten to see the movie. Uh, overseas, I think it's already done about two hundred million on its first weekend. Yeah, and,
1: you have, sh- yeah. It's gonna be
0: an insane number. It's gonna be huge. We.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it is the same where you are, but here the tickets were already sold out uh, Monday.
0: Uh, yeah, we had some tickets. We had some tickets sold out. We're not going to. We're not going to it on Friday when it opens because we're not insane. Uh, are you? Ins- <laughs> I am
1: insane. <laughs> <Friday>. <laughs> I
0: uh, we went to see the first Avengers movie. The f- the first Saturday after it opened uh, and the line was going outside the theater and around the block. Yeah. Uh, So we are going to go on Sunday, the day we record the podcast and we're going to go in the afternoon Mm -hmm. and tickets were a little bit easier to get for that showing. Um, uh, I'll have to stay away from the internet for a couple of days to avoid sure. all major spoilerage and, and things of that nature. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super, I'm super excited. I've not gone to i I've only gone to one movie on its opening day. I don't think you've heard this story before, but I, I've told it on, on one of the podcasts, but I've, I've only ever been to one movie on its opening day and waited in line to go in and see it. And, uh, that movie, movie was, uh, Batman and Robin.
1: Really?
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> an awful experience on opening day, and I've never been to an opening day since.
1: That's like the worst movie to <laughs> you know, go to.
0: Yeah, <laughs> because, because, you know, me and my brother had watched Batman Forever, and we're like, this is awesome, and that movie has not aged particularly well either. Yeah. Uh, but at the time, we were like, this is incredible, Jim Carrey's the Riddler, woo! Uh, this was like the height of the Jim carrey and and... Uh, so we're when they announced this Batman and Robin movie, we're just like, "Well, we're in!" and we went there on opening day and we stood in line. And uh, oh boy, what a what a waste of time and money that I was!
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, like even even in our younger ages, we were able to be like, "Just woo, wow, that was bad. That was really terrible." Uh, so we've i haven't i haven't done it since the first Avengers movie is as close as I came, and that was the day after it. Uh, it opened, and even that was a long wait in line and and yeah. sunday might be a long wait in line uh as well but yeah we everybody's uh everybody is super excited yeah. uh, to go check it out uh we don't know whether or not i i'll i'll, I'll ask you this cuz we were at, I, I was asking everybody else on the podcast do you think it has a chance of dethroning titanic or avatar in the the top box office worldwide well, of, for sure. yes. of all time i The thing with, I, I think it has a pretty good chance of dethroning Titanic, but I don't know about Avatar, uh, as Avatar shockingly grossed nearly three billion dollars. It was like 2.7 billion was how well, much that movie made, and that's a so much money.
1: Well, I think that it will because the first Avengers, there was a lot of hype about it. But I think that now that a lot of people knew about the Avengers and they went to see the movie. Um, but now more people know about it. Yeah. Um, because people that weren't familiar with the Avengers just went to see it. And now they got you know introduced into this huge universe uh, thanks to the Avengers. So I think more people are going to now because of
0: that yeah the hype is definitely bigger i think for yes me. so uh yeah it's gonna be huge one way or the other it'll be interesting to see how it does like i think it's gonna easily beat the first avengers yeah uh, and i think it's got a really good chance of dethroning titanic but boy that is a big hill to climb like i i did not realize that avatar was so close to that much money uh yeah. although although interestingly Interestingly enough, almost all of that money came from the foreign box office right uh, it made like seven hundred and fifty million in the United States, and like the other two billion all came from overseas uh, which is pretty astounding, actually, when you think about it but uh yeah i I, I don't know it, it it's off to a good start it's going to make a lot of money uh, I'm sure those crazy kids at Marvel uh, are going to keep making movies, so oh, of course yeah I think they've got another <laughs> thirty six or so of them lined up. Yeah between mm-hmm. now and the next Avengers film so yes. uh but hey let's instead let's talk about daredevil that's what we're here to talk about and mm-hmm. uh we've got two more episodes here episodes 9 and 10 which means uh there are now only three episodes remaining uh, yeah. sad sad emoji i guess cuz <laughs> i yeah it's just, i i i know it's building but I feel like it's sort of just getting going. Like, I feel like I could keep watching the show for, like, another like another 10 or 11 episodes. Yeah,
1: I think it would have been, like, 20 episodes.
0: Yeah. That I feel be, like,
1: Yeah, I that feel, would have been better.
0: <laughs> I, I, I feel like, uh, you know, and I, I have a feeling this is going to turn out to be just great. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's just the part of me that just wants to keep watching the show. Mm-hmm. That, that is saying make more episodes. Uh, they are going to make more episodes. There's a second season, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Let, let's dive into this one. Let's, uh, let's, let's get to the chit chat. It's a uh, season one, episode nine of Marvel's daredevil. It's called speak of the devil. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Uh, in the wake of Wilson Fisk's public revelation, Ben, Foggy, and Karen begin to think about how to uncover his past. Uh, while, uh, Matt continues to insist that they go through the legal system. Um, they meet up with, uh, Mrs. Cardenas. And, uh, they, uh, let her know. Well, she comes to them and tells them that, uh, Fisk, who by the way has now taken over this property from Tully, uh, has offered, I I believe it was double what was originally offered Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and all of her fellow tenants are wanting to take it except for her. And, uh, Matt says, Oh, maybe, I don't know, maybe she should. And Foggy and, uh, foggy and, and karen are essentially saying no no let's uh we're gonna keep fighting we're gonna keep doing this right uh just just stick with us go convince your friends to stay where they are so she says she's gonna go do that uh matt meanwhile uh learns that uh fisk's lady friend is uh vanessa and mm-hmm. he learns where she's uh, working at the art gallery, and he decides he's going to go pay her a visit to see if uh, he can get any insight into uh, to Fisk. So he goes to the art gallery, and uh, I, actually, it's very charming. The the ma- the two of them, and uh, you know, he's like, I'm sure you're wondering why a blind person <laughs> is in an art gallery, <laughs> uh, and he's like, Look, I've had some friends that say my apartment's kind of drab, and you know, I could spice it up with some art, and yes. uh, she immediately kind of likes him. Uh, mm-hmm. Because he says he doesn't know what he's looking for, and she says that's right. a good thing because if uh, you did know exactly what you're looking for, you're just doing decorations. Mm-hmm. You're not really looking for a piece of art that speaks to you. So she, uh, I, la- I, I, pictured you laughing out loud at this <laughs> scene because she <laughs> takes her, takes him to a piece, and he's like, "Describe it to me," and she starts describing it, and it's essentially just the rabbit in the snowstorm painting, but it's red. Right. It's just red with. Just, you know, variations of red and it looks yeah. like...
1: I mean, I that thought it was clever was... for the show to actually show that painting because it yeah. had a lot of... Uh, the way that she was describing the painting, it was like she was describing
0: him. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, in a way, so I thought that was clever. But yeah. but yes, I laughed a little
0: bit. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's like the silly. It's like nothing. It's there's nothing it's on awesome. there. Yeah, it's and like if I, if
1: I was blind and someone was describing the painting to me, that's not the painting yeah. I would yeah. see in my head if she was describing it
0: that way. My four-year-old could have made that painting for sure. Uh, but yeah, she is, the best part is she is essentially describing the painting, but it, she's sort of describing him, as you said. Mm-hmm. And then he's sort of like, I wouldn't want that painting. Mm-hmm. you know? He's just like, how do you know so much about me? Yes. Uh, um, uh, just by happenstance. And he, you know, because we know why he's there, this mm-hmm. comes off as the least subtle you know he's like you have a boyfriend cuz i think you do and boy what i wonder what was, he would yeah. think yeah <laughs> it was very you know she's like are you hitting on me <laughs> uh and we're like no he's very not subtly saying you know we i want to know what wilson tell me like he's really trying to gain insight in the least subtle way he's like yeah. i'm looking to gain insight about your boyfriend wilson fisk yeah. uh and she's like and it hey. was
1: even more obvious um after we saw in the last episode that he went to the public, and she was next to him. So yeah. um, I, I know he's blind, but still, it's it's too obvious that she was on TV just yesterday, yes. <laughs> and now he's asking her for her partner. It's
0: that is a little weird, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. And she's like, "Well, you can just ask him yourself. He's right over there." And oh then it got tense really quick. And <laughs> Matt meets Fisk. And, and he's very awkward, of course. And uh, Matt is about to have a panic attack, I think. Yeah, Matt he
1: was very he, nervous.
0: He leaves, yes. Um. Meanwhile, we've got No Boo. He is mm. demanding uh, a promised city block from Fisk. Uh, and I'm guessing this might be where Mrs. Cardenas is or where her building might be at, I think, perhaps, Uh, because he talks about how there's a a problem going on there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, Fisk says that he can have this area, but he needs him to provide Fisk with a specialist in return to help deal with the vigilante. Mm -hmm. Um, we, uh, We then learn that Mrs. Cardenas is dead. She has been killed. Yeah, And poor Karen and Foggy do not take well to this, and Mm -hmm. uh, they have to go and identify the body. She's as close as they have to next of kin, apparently, Mm -hmm. and they volunteer to take care of the arrangements. And uh, she died from multiple stab wounds, and Matt learns that it was a junkie who had been Mm -hmm. hired by Fisk's men to carry this whole thing out. Right. Um, so essentially and Fisk makes a public speech designed to sort of lure him out. Uh, and, uh, basically Matt is, uh, enraged by, by all of this. He I, is, is this the episode where he speaks to the, to the priest or is that the next episode? I think it was this episode. No, he, he,
1: yeah. He speaks to the priest in this one. He yeah.
0: speaks to the, to the priest in this episode where, um, the priest is sort of giving him a heart to heart about, uh, his meeting with Vanessa and, uh, and, uh, and Wilson Fisk, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, are you, uh, I, I think what he ultimately decides is that Matt went there to find a reason to not kill Fisk. Like he's looking right. for something that would make it seem like it's not inevitable because obviously he's wrestling with this.
1: I have to I mean I have to mention the the line because I had to write it down because I thought it was an amazing line when he's talking about that with Ahmad and he says, "Are you struggling with the fact that you don't want to kill this man, but have to?" Mm-hmm. or that you don't have to kill this man, but want to.
0: Yeah, that was great.
1: It was such a great line.
0: Yes. Uh, and I mean that is kind of I think a line that he's sort of struggling with and it's not, yeah. and it's not how when, when Mrs. Cardenas died and the speech by Fisk and everything he, uh, he tracks, uh, he tracks everything down to this abandoned warehouse where he believes he is going to find Fisk.
1: Instead, mm-hmm.
0: he is confronted by Nobu, who is cosplaying as Scorpion for mortal Kombat. Apparently. Uh, I don't know if you noticed <laughs> that, but he had like the chain with the knife. I was just waiting for like the, That's get true. over here. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I was just sort of waiting. Uh, now, to be fair, I, I've held off mentioning this fight until now, but mm-hmm. uh, the episode does begin with them fighting, and it kind of flashback. Like it sort of doesn't flashback; it sort of flash forwards to their fight, like at various yeah. stages, right. and then it flashes back to uh, you know to the episode uh, itself. But they have this fight. It is brutal. Uh, yes. Nobu is a uh, a very skilled. Uh, not not just in fighting, but with that, like the chain. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. some sort of name for this weapon that he was wielding, but he was really carving uh, Daredevil up with this thing. Yeah, it
1: was a chain, but it had, like, a, I don't know. It had something in the end, too, like a hook or something.
0: Yes, yes. yes. It wasn't yeah. just the knife. It was, like, a knife, and it had, like, a, a right. coming off of one of the sides. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, it says here very plainly on Wikipedia that Matt eventually wins. <laughs> by that, it means... Nobu is set on fire and died right uh he did it wasn't it wasn't just Matt defeated him it was he died horribly um but this is not before Very painfully yes uh this is not before Nobu manages, however to severely injure him, and that mm-hmm. is when Fisk shows up, and he tells Matt that in a perfect world they would have finished each other off, but things aren't mm-hmm. perfect. He was just hoping that one would finish off the other. And, uh, Matt decides that this is his chance to try to confront Fisk and uh, he is not in the best of shape, however, and Kingpin virtually kills him. Like he is really beaten within an inch of his life here. And at the last second before Wesley is about to pop a cap in him, he kicks the gun away and manages to jump out a window into the water and escape. Uh, Meanwhile, Foggy has been searching for him this whole time and goes to his apartment and hears some thudding sounds. So he breaks into the apartment where he sees uh, the devil of Hell's Kitchen standing there eventually. And then he collapses and Foggy lifts up the hood and sees that it is his friend, Matt Murdock. And that is the episode. Speaking of the devil, Aurora, what did you think?
1: I have to say... It has been a while since I've seen an episode in a TV show and I've said, oh shit yeah. <laughs> so many times. Yes. So many things happened that made me like, what? Yeah. Oh my god. When Fisk um well the two times that Fisk appeared when Matt was first in the gallery and then when he was uh fighting Nobu,
0: yeah.
1: I was like, What? Is yeah. <laughs> there? Oh my god. And it,
0: uh, it, it felt like wow, this 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 early they're going to do the fight. Uh, but it wasn't yeah. it was not much of a fight. He was severely injured and fist, was a just beat down. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I also um I can't I remember a moment. You know, sometimes when you see like superhero TV shows and movies there are many moments when they are almost about to die. Yep. and you see the the superhero come back and fight. And in this episode, I thought he was gonna die. I was like, "There's no way he's gonna get out of this."
0: Yeah, he barely made it.
1: He barely made it. And I was. I know that every time I had to remind myself, I was like, "The it's the Daredevil show.
0: There's no way he's gonna die." <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> but I really felt like oh, there's no way he's gonna get out of this.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's. They have. They have. Played him up as as vulnerable, like yeah. dangerous, but he's not invincible. Um, there, I mean, we've seen him take a lot of beatings, and mm-hmm. unfortunately for him, when he gets a beating, they've been getting progressively worse.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, when he when Noble uh, did that gash in his stomach, yes, that was very deep. It, I don't know how he was able to stand
0: up. No me <laughs> me neither. I, I mean, and then how many times Fisk beat him was yeah. You and know. Fisk
1: is a big guy. I mean, his yeah. uh, punches have to be pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: It's the, uh, uh, it's also kind of a surprise to see how adept at fighting he is. Like, it, you don't really think of it, but Fisk was, you know, able to counter, like, all of his flashy kicks and punches and stuff. Uh, yeah. granted he wasn't 100%, but it's, it's clear that he is also very adept at fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh for me the the tensest scene of the whole episode was the art gallery. Yeah. Uh and I think uh looking back on it it's the uh I I think it's maybe the the building that they've done in the previous episodes. I think maybe that's what clicked in my head like uh when he killed uh, uh Anatoly just for making his date uh mm-hmm. awkward. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's meeting Fisk. And, oh, my God, he's with Fisk Girl right now. Like, right. if he sneezes wrong, he's dead. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, like, just from them building it up, I, I wasn't thinking of it at the time, but when it happened, I felt, like, really super tense. Uh, I, yeah,
1: and I also thought that, um, you know, they they mention, Matt mentions that they are in this uh, kind of lawsuit between. Uh, so they, he mentions that he's defending the people that, Fisk is now trying to buy out yes, of the buildings Yes, um, so Fisk has this face that you know he gets tense um, but I also thought can, can he recognize his voice because they spoke in on that like walkie talkie
0: they certainly did one of those looks like especially yeah, when right? he was leaving yeah. uh, Fisk gave one of those looks of like there's something familiar about that right. guy um or there's something of like like he feels it like he's got he's got a sense if he doesn't outright already know which he might right uh he might. Um, it's he hard might. it's hard to tell for sure, but it wouldn't surprise me um yeah this was uh this was a really solid episode i i it sort of like for me, I guess it sort of felt like it was going a little slowly mm-hmm. at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it really went nuts with Mrs. Cardenas <laughs> dying and with Matt meeting Fisk and then the ninja fight and then fighting Fisk and then Foggy finding out who he is. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I know some people will probably complain a little bit because that is a, a thing in superhero shows right now. Uh, especially like on the CW shows Mm -hmm. where it just feels like you're an idiot if you don't know who the flash is by now or, or arrow or it's like, and yes, he's revealed his identity to yet another person. Although uh, foggy is his best friend, at least like I, I get it. Like Karen still doesn't know. Uh, and Claire had to find out, uh, Mm -hmm. because of the situation he was in, um, but you know what I mean? For the most part, I'm, I'm pretty okay with it. I mean, I know it's happening a lot these days, so, um, yeah, I, I'm, but it, it really doesn't bother me that much. And, uh, it really, it really played up obviously huge for the next episode. Yeah, uh, and, you know,
1: the, the fact that, uh, it was also very, I kind of suspected it, but it was it's still a little bit shocking when Fisk, um, talks to Matt at the, at the end, um, when he's, Almost kills him. But before that, he tells him that the reason uh, Miss Cardenas died was she was just a hook to get yes. him um, there. So that was even worse. It wasn't yes. even because they were killing her for what she was doing. They just killed her just to make Matt go to that warehouse.
0: Right. Well, I mean, because he says that he notices uh you know that he's got this like affinity for for women and children and he assumed right. that it would also work for the elderly right uh
1: right.
0: what a jerk uh, yeah. you know uh, uh, but of course cuz it's Fisk he's like I just wanted you to know that uh I took no pleasure in her death <laughs> I'm like oh well that's, that's yeah I was going to say <laughs> wow what a what a sweetheart <laughs> uh okay so what would you what would you give the score for uh this episode of Daredevil Speak of the Devil
1: I will give it a
0: 4 yeah, you were reading my mind. Uh, I was going to say a four as well. Like I was kind of really sitting on three and a half territory for a while, but it really, um, it really picked up its speed. Uh, mm-hmm. as the episode progressed, it really got, really got better. It had me, uh, had me interested to see where they're going to go next. And we, we did get kind of a different episode, uh, yeah. uh, afterwards. It's, uh, season one, episode 10, Nelson so V
1: Murdoch. Before you get into episode 10, I have a question because I'm confused about this. So, I, maybe I missed it, but why did uh Nobu catch fire?
0: I don't remember either.
1: Because I know some sparks, um he uh Matt breaks like a light or something and some sparks uh fall into him, but what created the fire?
0: Yeah, that I have uh I have no idea. Um I remember I them I... I remember them fighting mm-hmm. and uh I remember something happened, right? And uh the uh I, I I can't remember what it was. I don't
1: know. I thought I, I remember oh, you, know what that... I,
0: you, know, you know what it was? Um I remember what it was. Uh they they were fight it was right near the end of the fight. Mm-hmm. And Matt kicks him backwards like up against a wall and there's like a bunch of tanks and one of the tanks oh, okay. is leaking yeah. something. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And Okay. <laughs> and then it's yeah, it's it's like the he whips his chain knife thingy and matt deflects it and it hits a light and that's what causes the- yeah, yeah
1: yeah that was very convenient
0: so yeah i was gonna say he defeats <laughs> he defeats nobu because of a slipping on a banana peel essentially Nobu <laughs> yeah. hit himself by not being uh, aware of his surroundings okay
1: uh, i just wanted to make sure what why he got fired
0: <laughs> okay so season one episode 10 uh nelson v murdoch uh ironically enough, you could really call this one Nelson V. Murdoch Dawn of Justice because this really is about how they started yeah. out as a as a law firm. Yeah. Uh socket Batman and suck <laughs> Uh yeah. yeah, this is uh this was a very different type episode. It it focused almost entirely on the Foggy and Matt uh relationship. Uh so Foggy has discovered Matt's alternate identity and mm-hmm. confronts him about everything. Um his apparent blindness and his abilities. Uh and uh we get some flashbacks kind of to I I guess their pre law days or mm-hmm. their college days or whatever, when Foggy had incredibly long stoner hair <laughs> and Matt had the dorkiest haircut and no stubble. It mm-hmm. really did he really did look a lot younger somehow. Yeah. I guess both just- of them Yes, uh, I, I start after a while, I started calling them uh, Jay and Sightless Bob, I think, <laughs> uh, just because Foggy looked, he just had that hair was driving. <laughs> I don't know. And he, he, did, he did kind of seem like that character a little. Yeah. Bit. Um, But yeah, there's a it's a lot of there uh, because at this point, Foggy is obviously questioning everything about their relationship. He wants to know if anything about their relationship has ever been real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he like, he gives him the bird and he's like, how many fingers am I holding up? And he goes one, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like, cause he can see, he can't, it's hard for him to explain to foggy how, why he can see what he sees and how he sees things, but he doesn't see things like how foggy sees things. Right. Um, he is still blind in some ways, but you know, he tells them like about the heartbeat thingy and being mm-hmm. able to tell when people are lying. So he's like every, every lie I've ever told you, you just pretended, yeah. And he's like, kind of, you know? And so he's questioning everything about the relationship and they kind of show us how they met mm-hmm. and how their relationship grew right. uh, and stuff like that. So, uh, and meanwhile, we've got Karen, uh, who has tricked Ben Yurick into helping her find Fisk's mother at a mm-hmm. nursing home mm-hmm. in upstate New York. What a they... twist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> c- well, cause they, uh, the story we heard, right, was that after his father had left, quote-unquote, the mother died a year later. Right. Uh, but that is not the case. They find her, and mm-hmm. she has, I don't know if she has, like, Alzheimer's or or something. She has yeah. a thing with her memory, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and they interrogate her for information about Fisk's troubling past. Um. So uh oh, oh, also of course there's Fisk and Vanessa they attend a fundraising party after mm-hmm. Fisk's successful speeches to the public that earned him the respect of the people of Hell's Kitchen when Vanessa and several others collapse at the event due to apparently poisoned champagne. Right. Uh also I mean and we uh, of course we're getting these uh um these flashbacks with with Foggy and Matt and uh, at the end, they have a very emotional kind of parting of the ways. It's very clear that even though Matt has had to keep things from Foggy, you know, and Foggy keeps telling him, "Look, if, if this were, if the roles were reversed, you know, you're my best friend in the whole world. I would have told yeah. you. I would have, you know." And he's like, "You don't know that. You don't know that. You you don't mm-hmm. know until you're in 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 my shoes." And he's like, "No, I I know. I would have told you." And both of these guys are on the verge of tears. It's it's obvious that. It is it's it is a friendship for Matt. It
1: was like a breakup.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's definitely a, like a very bromance. Uh, they even kind of tease that a little bit when they first meet, right? Yeah. Huggy mentions how incredibly handsome he is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like that. And he's like, no, no, no. you're I can be your, you can, like, I can your be wind your wingman. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's like you can unlock a whole new level of girl for me. Right. Uh <laughs> And, um, you know, they it's clear that they're really friends. And Foggy is just taking this, you know, I mean, he's blindsided by this. He,
1: yeah, I mean, he has he, every, in my opinion, he has every right to be this upset.
0: Absolutely. I mean, and yeah. up, until, up until the previous episode, he just presumed that the devil of, Hel- of Hell's Kitchen was a terrorist. I mean, he knows right. what Karen has said. He's heard some of the other stories, but he believes the bombings and the shootings mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. And, you know, when he's like, did you do those things? And Matt goes, do you really have to ask me that question? And he goes, actually, yeah, I kind of do have to ask you those questions. I don't know who you are. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I've ever known who you are. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, But it's very clear to me, you know, from Matt's perspective, that it is a real friendship. He thought he was just, you know, protecting him or that Mm -hmm. he thought maybe Foggy wouldn't understand if he's like, hey, I can hear a duck quacking from across the city. You know what I mean? Like he would freak out and think he's a weirdo or, you know, something like that. Um, There was also a really great scene where he's like, look, you're I saw the the video of you like doing all of those flips and things. It's like your dad was a (laughs) boxer. He never taught you any of that um and he's like somebody else taught me he's like who taught you that stuff and he's like a, a blind man named Stig. Yeah. And he's like so <laughs> an old blind man taught you the ways of martial arts yeah <laughs> that sounds like kung fu yeah <laughs> uh, he's like i know how it sounds um but yeah at the end uh because earlier in the episode foggy has unveiled that they finally got this plaque right for nelson mm-hmm. and murdoch and at the end, Foggy throws it in the trash and leaves. Yeah. Uh, to find out where 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 we go next, what did you think of Nelson v. Murdoch, Dawn of Justice?
1: Oh, I really liked this episode. Yeah, um, same here. I liked it a lot. Um, usually, when people like discover their friends or loved ones are superheroes, they're very excited about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, like really sweet. That's awesome. But, or I mean, so, Foggy
1: had a, an actual, you know. Uh, what I would think that a a person in real life would react to that those news.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, especially people who have clearly been friends for as long as they've been friends for. Yeah,
1: and I think that he also felt, you know, if if Matt can know if people are lying, that's kind of like cheating for a lawyer, right?
0: It is in a lot of ways.
1: So I I think that Foggy's also upset about that. He's like, uh, you're kind of cheating.
0: Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, but. Uh, I can see where that comes in handy, though. Like, he can right. tell if somebody's being honest or not. And I, uh, it might be cheating, but I think it would... I think it actually helps kind of better serve, you know, justice in that way. But, you know, at the same time, he's a lawyer that's dispensing justice in a courtroom, yet at night he's a vigilante who's yeah. who's uh, making his own law, essentially.
1: Mm-hmm. And I like that a lot um, when... He has that flashback of the moment that he decided to actually do something, and yeah, he it was beat the, the guy, guy that abused uh, his daughter. Yes. Um, I like that a lot, and I liked how they shot it with the. What he has, like the um, what what is it? He has blood in his hands. Yeah, and they only show the blood in his hands, and he's like, uh, you can see the anger hmm. in him. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, That was that was like very graphic novel yeah. looking. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was a couple of moments. They're very simple, but the show does it so well. Yeah. And these two episodes of like moments that were that kind of just sort of tell the story of the brutality. Like in in the previous ev- uh, episode in Speak of the Devil, you, there was this, this moment where Fisk had thrown him through this table that had the papers on it with like all of the. Uh, the city blocks on it that were labeled out or whatever. And Mm -hmm. he had just been damaged so bad by the fight with Nobu that like when he rolls over, like the paper is stuck to his body because of like the blood and the wounds and stuff like it's, you know, like stuff like that. And in this it's, it's even better illustrated with this man. He beats up because he is beating him so bad that yeah, there's like the point with his fist and the, and the blood is dripping off of his fist, like water.
1: Yeah. Like it is
0: that there's like that much blood on it. And Mm -hmm. it's like those little things that they do to underscore how brutal it is without without going way too far. Like this show goes farther than any Marvel show has gone, Mm -hmm. but they stop short of going, you know, obscenely over the line. But they do these little things to underscore just how violent uh, the situation is. Yeah. Uh, And I I love like just the little attention to detail that they do. Uh, Yeah. It's 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 a really good show. Anyway, continue with your your thoughts on the episode.
1: Oh no, I I, I was also gonna say that I like that uh, the scene where Fisk is is uh, talking to Madame Gao. Yes. Um, that location by itself was beautiful. Yeah.
0: Was that that's <laughs> the one on the uh, on the? They're sitting outside,
1: I think. Yeah, it's like a rooftop, but it's kind of like a garden at the same time, and yeah, it it it, it was a beautiful location. Um. But you also you see in this episode that Madame Gao and Ousley both of them are still with Fisk, but you can see that they're kind of nervous because two French. of Fisk's um kind of like uh partners Business. are already dead. Yes. <laughs> so they could be next and you can see that they are concerned about it.
0: Yes, things um, are things are definitely falling apart. Uh I should note uh, somebody pointed out to me the hilarity of, uh, of Owsley, who was the, uh, I mentioned it before, he was the warden in, in Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that movie was uh, about, because uh, in that movie he had Andy Dufresne working for him, who was running uh, crooked, like crooked accounting for him. Mm-hmm. And here he is in this in this show, playing a crooked accountant, essentially. Yeah uh for the i i guess the warden of the city in this case uh right. Wilson fisk uh but yeah i uh i really like this episode too it was different than yeah. the other ones because it really just sort of focused on foggy and matt's relationship uh mm-hmm. there was there was was there any fighting even in this episode o- outside of the outside of that flashback where he beats up the uh the child yeah
1: ones. I think it was only the flashback.
0: Um, so yeah, it was, it was fairly light on, I mean, that was a pretty violent scene, Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. but
0: for a show that's had a lot of violence in it, this was actually fairly light on the violence. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I liked, I liked the focus. I liked the flashbacks that Mm -hmm. just really showed you how good of friends they, you know, how good of friends they became. Uh, and, uh, it's, uh, and, and I think a lot of it probably came from the fact that like from the moment that Matt met Foggy, Foggy was almost like he didn't try to step on eggshells around him. He was like almost immediately accepting about it and was, you know, teasing him about not being able to see Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, and you know, I'm guessing that's where for Matt anyway, that's, that was like the draw of the relationship. Somebody that just accepted him without feeling the need to try to cater to his disability, which, you know, everybody else is a disability for him. Obviously it's, clearly not a disability at all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um but yeah, I I I loved I loved that. I liked the twist of uh Fisk's mom still being alive.
1: I at first I thought it was Karen's mom.
0: Yeah, me too. And uh when she started talking about Wilson, uh right. I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh, okay." <laughs> uh yeah, so I I liked the twist there. Um oh, also Ben handed over all of the files he had cuz apparently uh things aren't going well for his wife right that's what led right. them to this trip to the nursing home in the first place mm-hmm. that he has to lay off of this case uh, because he wants to go spend time with his wife uh, and they won't get they won't they won't they'll be unable to like get her to a better treatment facility and it's this place where they find uh fisk's mom uh mm-hmm. just hanging out apparently still but it a makes
1: lot. you wonder how how did Karen find that out?
0: Right, I don't n kn- I mean maybe we're maybe more will be revealed because you would uh, think
1: that if uh his mom is alive, he knows that she's alive like for sure um so and if she's staying in that very expensive hospice, mm. he has to be because he pays for
0: it, right, so yeah you know, like to... he visits every week or something right,
1: so he needs to be keeping that uh very secretive mm-hmm. So how did Karen find out? I that had that bugged me a little bit.
0: Indeed, um, and uh, also I, I think it's um, unless I miss something, we also have the mystery of who had uh, poisoned all of these people at the uh, the fundraiser. Unless that was yes. revealed, I don't think it was though. I think that's still a mystery.
1: I, it wasn't revealed, but I think it was Owsley, right?
0: It may it may have been he did not drink any of it right he dropped his he dropped he, he
1: was acting very suspicious yes so uh, I don't know if it was him but I don't know why
0: yeah uh, well I mean and he's very uncertain about I mean he has this talk with Fisk where he sort of he's like ever since you met that woman things have been going right. sideways and you know Fisk is like hey bro you've have you ever i'm sure you've been in love before right mm-hmm. you've been in love you know what it's like and he's like right. yeah yeah i guess uh so maybe he's doing this because he thinks it's just all going to go sideways if Fisk stays with Vanessa maybe his plan was never to poison Fisk but to uh, have Vanessa poisoned um if it is Owsley and Fisk finds out though uh huh. he, he has a car <laughs> door waiting for him in his future yeah uh, probably worse than a car door i mean he had a car door when he was embarrassed yeah yeah, I don't know what else he could do, but, uh, I imagine it won't be good. Uh, so what would you score Nelson V Murdoch?
1: Um, 4.5.
0: Okay. I'm, uh, I'm sticking with my four from okay. the previous episode, but yeah, I am I'm, I'm right there with you. It's a, it's a really good episode, but of course, as we noted, we are sort of getting close to the end and, yeah. uh, they're sort of just setting the stage still. And I'm, I'm reserving another five in my back pocket here because I have a (laughs) feeling we're going to get at least one more. Yeah. If not more.
1: You Um, know, what? all I want is a scene where Matt is in trouble and Foggy comes to the rescue using his Punjabi skills.
0: Oh, yes, that's right. (laughs) That's what I want. He got, yeah, he took that he took that he took that Punjab class. Yeah. <laughs> apparently just to uh just to impress a girl, presumably. Because right. who else would take a class in Punjabi? I, I he tries to hilariously play it off though, right? Like I don't know, it's like one point five million people or whatever, right. or one point five billion people speak that language. It's like someday that's gonna be everyone's gonna speak that. I should I should <laughs> learn it now. And Matt didn't buy it for a second no. <laughs> at all. Uh <laughs> okay so uh that is a wrap for this episode but uh fear not aurora and myself we will be back in a few days to uh take one step closer to wrapping this show up Mm -hmm. season one episode 11 called the path of the righteous and season one episode 12 called the ones we leave behind